Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Gentlemen. Uh, there's a lot of love on this domestic podcast and mm. and Ashton Gate, JB. Oh, oh, love at Ashton I like Gate. what you've done. So much love. So much love at Ashton Gate. And it's working, JB. It is. It is. Uh, I've got this horrible feeling Bristol are going to make the top four, you know. It's horrible. Wouldn't that be incredible? Wouldn't that be amazing? Oh, we'd have to just celebrate that. Oh, we'd have to celebrate so uh, there we go. That's one of the talking points on this podcast, which is about grassroots, about domestic rugby. It's Egg Chasers. I'm Tim. That's JB. Hello, Tim. That's Phil. Hello, Tim. We're contacteggchasers at gmail.com on email. We are patreon.com slash eggchasers if you want to support us. And uh, there's a lot to talk about on this podcast, uh, premiership, domestic rugby. But I want to begin with following on from the end of the international podcast where we were te- teasing Super Saturday. Mm. So we could potentially be watching JB's last ever competitive league rugby, at, rugby match. Yeah, mm. and by the way, it's not something to be celebrated. I will be leaving this game under a cloud, like a lot of my teammates, like a lot of teammates who really teammates. Are, are there people you play with now at the moment? Who there's are loads it? of us going? Wow, loads of us going. Wow, like it's not just one or two. I mean, I, everyone that I talk to across every club is like, yeah, this is probably our last season. It's probably our last season. There are clubs out there who are likely to fold, not just teams, clubs who will just lose whole sections. So, you've got your rugby club, you've got your various sections, and you've got teams within sections. Wow. There will be teams gone, without a shadow of a doubt, and there will be sections gone. And I think that you'll, we'll see clubs now, he'll probably end up with a women's section and a kids' section, and they might be able to get the occasional, uh, you know, men's team out. But no, it's a really, really ser- serious, uh, serious business. Really serious. Mm. Well, also, uh, on Wednesday night, you've got your hustings... Yes. As one of four candidates to be one of the two Lancashire Rugby Union councillors. Yep. So, fingers crossed for that one. Well, uh, good luck. Hey, well, this time next week, you might be talking to Councilman Beardmore. Mm. (laughs) Alternatively, I'm not... Well, we'll have to see. I'll put my best foot forward and see if it's good enough. That's exciting. All all those juicy expenses as well. I know, I know. Um, Craig Morley, just on this topic, has emailed contacthairchasers at gmail.com. And he said he went to the RFU tackle height consult. In it's quote, not a consultation. In quotations. Not a consultation. In quotations. I went to the <coughs> RFU tackle height quote marks consultation for his region at Chinna Rugby Club. Uh, he's, Bill Sweeney was there. 
and it, well, he's given us so much great detail. But I'll oh yes, please. I'm going to summarise it because uh, you know, time permitting. Um, he said that, that this was. Uh, let me let me let me jump to this point, and, and I can go backwards on this. The RFU consultation has a lot to be desired. Sweeney showed a complete lack of leadership, hiding in the corner of the room for much of the discussion, leaning, uh, leaving his relatively junior team to take the flak. He <coughs> must go. Um, it was presented as a fait accompli. Yep. Mm. The decision is made, it's done, and this w- and the whole meeting was effectively a justification of the decision which has already been made. Because they don't care. They passed this knowing exactly what, exactly what it was going to be. You listen to what your councillors have to say about it. In our case, I believe both of them were very deceptive in how they phrased the questioning, how they tried to get um, a consensus in the room by asking the wrong questions. They wanted to vote on the wrong thing, so they wouldn't admit to where the satellite was going to be, only that we must all agree that it's lower. But that's not what they voted for, and that's not what was communicated um, well, well, this this, this yeah. sort of this sort of backs that up, and th- this will float Phil's boat a little bit. He says, um, after questioning, it became clear the line. Oh, sorry, Bill Sweeney kicked off the discussion with a graphic noting the decision. Quote: The decision has been made. The forum and consultation was around communication, i.e., they weren't going to reverse the decision. Yes. The meeting was open for questions from the floor before the RFU went through their agenda for the evening. The academic advising the RFU. Um, on the reduction of tackle height based, quote, the science, who, based on, quote, the science was in attendance. After questioning, it became clear the lines and zones drawn in the diagram, which is attached, which I think a lot of people would have seen, mm-hmm. were arbitrary. <coughs> yep. The, the mm. researchers had categorised the body into different zones before collecting data. Uh, clearly, this makes... A, I've, just, I've, I've jumped ahead a, a bit here. Clearly, this makes a mockery of the scientific method. They should have collected the data and plotted, plotted it onto a body before categorising the body into zones or hotspots. Pushed on the point, the academic agreed that the risk of concussion from tackles reduced as you moved down from the shoulders and then rose again mm. as you reached the hips. The rationale for not introducing an armpit and below tackle was based on evidence from Stellenbosch University one-year study, England age-grade rugby one-year, and France trial one-year. The research clearly not conducted over a long enough period to make a conclusion. No, it's not a research question. Yeah. Again, the science is seriously lacking. Mm. What all this showed to me is the RFU lack critical thinking and have followed, quote, the science presented to them by academics and do-gooders with an agenda. The RFU council members are complicit in this by not performing their role. Oh, the RFU council members have got a lot more to, to um, account for than that, I would say. I mean, if we look at the RFU's performance over the last five years, we have seen a halving in player numbers, we've seen a record defeat at Twickenham, we have seen the return to rugby shambles after COVID. The, the shambles of COVID, to be, uh, mm. to, to be frank. Which the, was uh, a shambles. Yeah. We had one weekend of rugby in two years. And then when sports were allowed to be played, they thought, oh, God, we've got to get this return to rugby protocol done. You know, neglecting what every third team does every weekend, which is have guys play who've not played for six months. So what was the difference? Like, nothing they do makes sense. Yeah. And worse still, yeah. they preach to us from London in a way which makes... Well, the way they act is that they have all of the answers and if only, the, if only, the, if only they would listen. If we look at Lancashire, Lancashire's got many, many, many clubs who are like over 100 years old. Maybe the RFU should be listening to Lancashire and institutions with, lit, with literally a century's worth of um, knowledge. But they don't. 
they just keep on sending down this nonsense and it's all waved through by, by the council. And at what point are they going to say, OK, well, we've not got more players, the national team's a mess, the domestic top league's a mess, um, we're about to absolutely destroy the game with this tackle height stuff, which we've put no thought into. The science, um, the science is lacking. And to top it off, we'll get a RFU council that will just nod everything through. I mean, it's, it, I think the council are as complicit as Bill Sweeney. I really do. Which is why they need to change. Mm. JB 2023. Yeah. Time for change. I am looking for, Good if, if nothing else, on Wednesday, I'm just looking forward to putting them through the, through the ringer as hard as I can for what they've already done. So we've got, th- we've got three candidates. One of them is the existing councilman. And he needs to account for the decisions that he has made. Because I think, you know, if you just look at what the RFU have done, the council are meant to hold them to account. It's a pretty ropey start from... Pretty ropey start. And where is your... Um, it's an LSH. LSH on Wednesday. Yeah. Very good. Very much looking forward to it. So, big weekend at uh, Cheshire, Lancashire, Counties, ADM, Level 7. Mm. The Giants of Tar- Tarleton. The, yeah. the Parish of Char- Tarleton. Giants of Charlton, uh, Tarleton. Tarleton uh, played the Titans of LSH. And who do you think came out on top? This, this is a bit of a tabletop clash. It First v t- third. Liverpool St. Helens were top. Yeah. I'll, go, I'll go for a home win. Now, I honestly thought, I honestly thought Tarleton were the best team that I've seen in this league. And they lost. They lost Ooh. 14-3, I think. So then, what do you think that we did? We are Big win. So this is to make up ground make on up the ground. parish. Yeah, we were... No, no, so we are second. Yeah, yeah. The parish are third. And oh, no, L- the parish are top, aren't they? No, no, LSH are top. Oh, sorry. So LSH have got their four points. They've dropped the bonus point. We were five points behind, so they dropped the bonus point last week as well. So they've gone six points. So they're five, potentially four points ahead of us when all games are played. What did we do? Big win. 80-point win. Well... West Park St. Helens show, showed up. I think their average age was 22. They had third-teamers, second-teamers, and a bunch of kids. And they beat us. Oh, no. They beat us. And they beat us. JB. Yeah. And they beat us with our best possible pack. Like, we did not have... We, there is not a single person in our club, in our club, that we could have put in that pack to improve it. And they beat us. And there's no hiding from it. I thought... I thought they were excellent. I thought they were absolutely superb. So we could break the first tackle. We could sometimes break the second tackle. But they didn't... Sorry. They didn't stop. They just didn't stop. That we is heartbreaking. We couldn't go... go, go um, they did this, by the way, after they were two tries down within like 10 minutes. I thought we were going to beat them by about 50 points. Mm. And then they kicked their goals. Um, we had a few errors. Um, and then early in the second half, they got a interception try. And at that point... I think it was a case of their fly half was excellent. Mm. Just kicked the corners, worked out that our back three was not having the best of best of days. We couldn't get in the right areas, and then as the clock was ticking down, we got more frustrated. Yeah, and yeah. then I mean, in my mind, they had three areas where they were great. Um, the togetherness of their pack, I thought their fly half was exceptional, um, and their fullback dealt with everything. Whereas mm. our fullback had a hard, hard day. Mm. So that's it. Was it a bit like uh, the footage of Percy Montgomery's 
um, worst day in the office it was for your fullback. Not, I'm not going to say it was that bad because he wasn't that bad. He's a good player, but he was against a fly half who was having a very good day. Mm. A very good day. So that's it. That was basically the end of the dream. So that's it. So it's not super. So now, Phil, we're basically mostly watching the rugby on the telly and just keeping an eye on the JB, JB's match. That's almost exactly what's happened. Doesn't really yeah. matter. Now. Yeah. I mean, look, if we win, oh, a that's bo- a shame. We win a bonus point, and they lose their two remaining, which they're not going to. Well, they might do, but unlikely. I think we might. I mean, it's just not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. But yeah, pretty devastated mm. afterwards. But I tell you what, exciting for West Park. So I can only assume they've got their team selection wrong for the entire year. <laughs> if that's their if that's their second team and their kids and their average age is twenty two, they should be very excited to be training this week, next week, and if rugby was still in existence next season, next season they should they've got a hell of a core to work around. <laughs> so, so, so what you're saying is they should have got the kids in. They, that, yeah. get the kids they listen to you, Tim. Yeah. They would have lost, <laughs> lost that game. So, so what was the kickoff for your talk H match? One thirty. Okay. Okay. So we'll be able to. I, I, we'll watch I, the first half of Italy to, Scotland. Yeah, I plan to get down for half twelve. We'll watch the first half of Italy Scotland while you're warming up. Mm-hmm. Then we'll watch most of your game, and then we'll get back in the bar. Yeah. Now, um, how many? How many? Um, just just for admin, um, and and so people don't make a. Um, a, a Unworthwhile journey. Mm. How many people? Do the, have? How many people does a Tok H Stadium hold? Stadium itself, there'll be plenty of room in the stadium. Yeah, um, plenty of room. I mean, yeah. thousands, thousands. We can get thousands. thousands yeah, if it's a nice day, uh, yeah. you, oh, beautiful. You've got the whole place. floodplain to go and have a picnic on. Exactly. Yes. Can I just point this out, right? I'm phenomenally uncomfortable with this whole event going on <laughs> <laughs> because the way this should be viewed, right? It's not just like a funeral. To, uh, yeah, like a, like a wake. Yeah, you can all wear black. Me and Phil are wearing black. Well, no, yeah. no, no, it should, it's even worse than that. It should be viewed as like a toddler throwing his toys out the pram. So <laughs> it's like me having a tantrum and everyone's celebrating the tantrum, which is exactly not what I want. You know, exactly not what I want. It is not a celebration. I do not want to leave, leave the game. I love this game. I love playing this game. But I, I, on the other hand, I can't wait for it to end. It's like there's just nothing to play for anymore. What is the point? We, we, might, we might be in the bar quite a bit, Tim. Yeah. I've just checked the weather and... Every single day for the next, this is 10 days. Please don't say it's sunny. Manchester, heavy rain. Yes. Heavy rain for the next yes. 10 days. Good. We'll be in the bar. See you in the bar. Yeah, yeah good. Uh, and let's go from sad matters then, JB, um, to uh, to love. Let's go from hate to love. Well, of oh. course. Bristol Bears. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about um, Aylesbury winning their final three games. <laughs> yeah, fantastic Aylesbury. Good work. Ah. I haven't looked at. I'll, I'll have a look how my, how my boys Marlow and old Wim- uh, I can't say the name now. Old Wim- Wim- Wimbledonians, Wimbledonians. Yeah. Uh, blooding a lot of youngsters this week and getting promoted. So pretty good stuff. Sad news elsewhere though. Go on. Sedgley lost. Lost to the, who? Lost their first game of the season. To who? Tyndale. Does that mean away? Are they still in the box away. seat? Yeah, they're still in the box seat. Still in the box seat. Because um, th- I think it's played the same. Games has filed, but uh, maybe six points ahead. Yeah, get in. Local derby, well-ish, local derby. Marlow went to High Wycombe and trounced him. Yeah, have that nice High Wycombe. Nice lads. Good stuff. <laughs> Good stuff, boys. Uh, right. Um, Bristol. We need to talk about Bristol, JB. We do. Because the, the, Pat Lamb has probably got 
a picture of you and with some of your quotes on the <laughs> on his office wall. Yeah. You could be eating a massive slice of humble pie. I hope I hope not. I hope not. <laughs> uh, you know, 62 way, points last week, 56 points this week. The, the way that my rugby career is going at the moment, they're going to get the they're going to get, get into the playoffs. Wouldn't that be an amazing story and wonderful? Oh, it, do you know I just like to see teams do well. <laughs> so they've got they've got a game in hand on uh 5th through to 2nd. They are currently Oh good seven, lord. They're seven points off the playoffs, so seven points behind Northampton, but with a game in hand. And the teams that they play, as we established last week, are all the teams above them. Mm. No, I mean, it wasn't hard to play all the teams above you last week for them. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it just shows how tight the Premiership is, and not really, it's not a reflection on how good Bristol is, how tight the Premiership is. The rubber may uh, uh, meet the road next week away at Leicester, Um, then they are home to Sale, so the next next two games are going to be massive mm. for Bristol yeah look if they can turn over Tigers and Sale back to back weeks they probably deserve to be in the playoffs yeah, so yes just just to emphasise this away to Leicester home to Sale away to Exeter <laughs> home to Gloucester they're not, they, they're not easy fixtures are no, they no they're really not yeah I mean Gloucester look like they're miles out of it now they're, prob- they're not yeah, though, what's they? happened they're not but what's happened well, do you want to talk about Gloucester? Because I saw it. Or do you want to carry on talking talk about Bristol? I didn't really see that. So I've not seen that. There's some some handy stats, um, meters made and defenders beaten in that Bristol back line. Go on, go on. As you would expect. Um, Ibatoy, 77 meters made, uh, seven defenders beaten. Sir Charles, 87 meters made. Only three defenders beaten, oh, but a shocking. couple of offloads. Yeah. But Semi, 97 meters made. Four defenders beaten, three offloads. World-class centre, isn't he, Jamie? And a try. I, I think that's just what happens when they score, score a lot of points. The Patrick Cliver of uh, <laughs> of rugby. Flat-track bullies. Flat-track bullies. Like, remember when you used to call Jamie Heaslip a flat-track bully? Uh, uh, was I wrong? Um, maybe. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah, they're, there's strong supporting arguments for it. <laughs> um, unfortunately, I've not seen much of this game either because I was watching the other game, the Scotland Island game. Yeah. Well, so well, well done, Bristol. Yeah, well done. Good, good team. Because other than having the third choice fly half, it's not it's not a particularly weakened. Oh, and missing Don Brandt. And yeah, Marchant. Marchant. Yeah, Northmore's a great player. Northmore he's not. Great. He's not Mart. Yeah. He's not Marchant. Yeah, right. Yeah. But you're right. He's still, it's you it's a strong. Right. It's a strong Quinn's team. Yeah. I will say one nice thing about Bristol Bears. Actually, I got loads of nice things to say about Bristol Bears. Just not the head coach. <laughs> I do think it's important that Bristol do well. Like Bristol is the biggest rugby city, um, like standalone rugby city. Obviously, there's some teams in, in, in London, but I think it is important that we have a good Bristol team. Mm. Le- Leicester are side eyeing you right now. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but like you know, you want you want full Welford Roads. You want yeah. full wherever they play um, Ashton Gate. Ashton Gate. You know, those those are sort of clubs which you can build a real massive league about uh, league around. So yeah. And that, that's, that's, that's one that, club that's not going bust. Yeah, that's that is a silver lining. Yeah. Uh, Who, who's L- all gone? London Irish was going to just say them just just while we're on um, impressive victories. London Irish are fifth and two points off the playoffs after giving Sale a beat down. Well, you know, London Irish, the team that I predicted to be fourth last year, might actually be fourth this year. Which shows I've got all the timing decisions of um, the RFU. Of Bill Sweeney, yeah, yes. Bill Sweeney, yeah, me and Bill Sweeney, very similar. <laughs> um, but they can beat anyone. 
I mean, they could beat anyone last year, or at least they could draw with anyone yeah. last year. And this year, they've taken it a step further. When they turn it on, they are magnificent. They are absolutely magnificent. No small parts to the fact that they probably have one of the best fly halves in the league who happens to be there all of the time. And yeah, that yeah. is a huge, huge thing. Do you know who else they've got? Uh, as someone who England's back row are massively lacking. and Tom Pearson. Tom Pearson. Oh, that's a boy that could uh, stand up <clears> some physicality. Start him against Ireland. Why not? Yeah. Get him in. Start him in all three positions, six, seven and eight. Six, seven and eight, yeah. Got um, a few days. Clone him. And they've got him. Uh, one of the best centres in the league. Again, because he's available. Ben Hard. Every, every ben Hard, Janzi van Rensburg. What yeah. name? Ben yeah. Hard. I and always thought he was the second best Janzi van Rensburg in the, in, in, in the Premiership. Yeah, he's, he's got the, he's got the second best quads, but he's the best van Ren- Janzi van Rensburg. He's the best all-round player, yeah. 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 Rohan Janzi van Rensburg is the biggest disappointment for me in Premiership history. Not because yeah. he was bad, because he was okay. He was all right. He was but never Sa- Sam Burgess. But when he was playing for the... yeah, but yeah, yeah, because we hyped him up so much. Well, no, we, we we just believed the press. We were yeah. young and naive then. We just believed what we were told. Yeah, we just had a ticket for the hype train. Yeah, the hype train was not. And he did we look so we good in that the bad train. Vest. Rohan Janzi van Rensburg at age twenty-one looked like the best player on the planet. Yeah, like, he yeah. was unbelievable. So he was in that Lions team that made yeah. it to the final of of Super Rugby, and he was just—he's so potent and powerful. He's incredible, absolutely and then, incredible. And he got to sail, and he was Archie's Burgers, and yeah, all the rest of it. Rudy's just not Pizza. That. He got in some really good shape in his second season. He goes, he, uh, yeah. Anyway, anyway, enough, yeah, anyway. Enough, enough of a sale player that last played three years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so London Irish, great win. It, it was a good sale team that London Irish beat as well. Yeah, no. Ford, Ford playing. Ford, oh, oh, yeah, it's like first choice, except for Dan Dupree, who's now back and came off the bench. Tom Curry, obviously, and Ben Curry. But other than that, that's strong sales sales, sales best team. Was it uh, Ford, Mills, and Sam James? No, Rob, 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 Dupree. Rob Dupree. Dupree. There we go. Yeah. What were you thinking playing Rob Dupree at 13? It's London Irish of all teams. Well, if he plays any more games at 13, just imagine how good, how be. good he'll be at 10. Yeah, that's a great point. That's a great when point. George Ford inevitably goes back to England next week. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Sale have got a few things to work on, haven't they? Like their emotion and also just giving Rob Dupree more games at 13 to make him a better 10. Mm. Exactly. So, uh, great, great win for London Irish, which now a game, makes so it interesting. That's two games that none of us have really seen. Let's talk about a game... Well, one of the two games that we have actually seen, uh, I think a few of us have seen not Friday Night Northampton. Let's do Tigers-Gloucester. Tigers-Gloucester, because I, I saw the first half of this, but not all of it. I love this game. I absolutely loved it. So First half, uh, scoreless first half. Nil-nil. Yeah. First score was, I think, 58 minutes. So, nil-nil. I did not feel like a nil-nil game. Both teams were at each other's throats. Well, Gloucester were parked on Leicester's line for <coughs> yeah. half of the first half. We the need. Tigers' defence was impressive. Do you know when you have, hear a clever little turn of phrase? Like, the one I like at the moment is surplus elites. So do you know all these people get made in... Well, it's going to get much worse in the next few weeks in Silicon Valley. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. When, um, when Elon started getting, ri- getting rid of all the Twitter people, surplus elites, Yeah, right? I love that. We need a phrase for like high periods of possession in the opposition 22 where you get no points. And mm. that is like a game turner. If you watch that Gloucester performance, you think Gloucester are on top here, but you can actually feel the momentum draining from them. The, the, the longer they go without points, 
the work the worse it gets. And well, it is the worse it gets because they they then get afraid to take risks, so they get narrower and narrower yeah. and narrower, which plays in played into Leicester's hands. And the one thing which is really playing on their minds, in my opinion, I can't know this unless I ask the players, but they've got the countdown of the yellow card clock. So Tigers have got Guy Porter in the bin. This clock is running down. They cut my line, and every time that they get repelled by by, by Leicester, a tiny bit of them dies. Mm, it was Potter, not Porter. Sorry, Potter. Yeah, for the yeah. yellow. Yeah, and they tried everything. They went for the scrimmage. They kept going for lineouts. They're great at lineouts. They're great. They've got the best yeah. scrum in the league. You know, they're good to go. And for all intent, they should have had two scores in in that period. Mm. And they were turning down kicks. It just didn't go their way. And it was like it was like watching a giant pressure cooker. And both teams were under severe pressure. And it's like, which one's going to break? And when one of them finally did break, that was it then. Uh, Their their soul was destroyed. And they just conceded loads and loads of tries. But for the most of the game, these two were ridiculously even Pretty even. Yeah, the first half it was. It was frustrating watching this as neutral for Gloucester not to get over despite all that pressure and territory. Not just territory, just camped on Leicester's line. And they were breaking Leicester's defensive line in midfield relatively easily. Mm. Like, Carrera started, like, an absolute train. So you had this lovely contrast between the Latin flair of Carrera challenging the line, putting three people, people through holes, and then the pragmatic um, mm. Butch James 2.0. Yes. Um, but he had some lovely touches. Like, his little little kicks to the corner for Porter. No, Potter. Potter. It's catch. It was inch perfect. So... Yeah, oh, and the two the battle between the two eights was phenomenal. Mm. So Visa pick, picking and going. Um, do you know what I think made the biggest difference? Was it Ackerman eight for Gloucester? Yeah, yeah. So Ackerman's ha- hammering away. Visa's hammering away. The one I think the thing that made the big difference was the power off the bench of Henderson and in Martin. particular Martin. Martin just started running over lads. Yeah. So, yeah, and that was it. As soon as the Tigers got on the front foot, game over. Good win. That is a good win yeah. for Tigers away. So, so who, who was disappointing in this game? Uh, Albert Tuasui. So he came, came on, off the bench. Did okay for the first ten minutes. But as soon as he started making one mistake, his mistakes seemed to compound in his mind. So then he starts dropping the ball. He just becomes ineffective. Now, if you get him on a good day, he's devastating. He, yeah, he is a game he, you know, hell of a carrier. They, those two subs, Martin Henderson, Martin Henderson, and then the. Two 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 Those are the two which could have gone, out, gone either way. It just went Leicester's way today. Another game which followed a similar pattern. It was five all at half time at Sandy Park between Exeter and Newcastle. And then just looking, it was. Uh, yeah, then 19 unanswered points in the second half for Exeter Chiefs. Three so, tries. Yeah, Noel and Simmons scoring tries. Yeah. But I've, I've only seen the highlights of this. Again, Exeter. <sighs> struggling they are they're not the team they were no, a few no, years ago no, they're not. whether it's more long term and systemic whether it's part of a rebuild whether the game has changed and they can't c- keep <coughs> bludgeoning uh, their way forward who knows time will tell yeah they've Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So I was talking to someone who knows his stuff about Exeter and just some of their recent signings haven't really come through. So a few years ago, every, everyone that they signed was just dynamite. Absolutely ev- everyone. But they've signed Sean O'Brien, the other one. And the centre, yeah, and O'Loughlin would be another one who just have not made an impact. The I, the bit that they're missing is a fly half. So they've got obviously yeah. Joe Simmons, who has been playing second fiddle to Harvey Skinner. Who every time I watch him, I'm just unconvinced by Harvey Skinner. And Joe Simmons was the perfect fly half for the way they played when things were going well, mm. because he could he, nothing flash, but he could kick stick and kick the corners. Mm. And that's all they need. That's all they needed at that moment in time. Now it is like they need something more. Well, and, back in the day, everybody that they played did, did, did well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like how many even, guys even when they their third team with dollars playing outside centre and they hammered Bristol with yeah. Semi Randranda putting a bin by by dollars. Yeah. So if you look, at, I mean, even the guys who are now household names, you think are big names, like even. Even they were unknown when they came in. Came in next to everything they touched. Harry Williams ball. from Jersey. Yeah, Harry Williams, for example. Jack Knoll, Henry Slade, Big Dave viewers. Big Dave. No one knew who these. The kids. Simmons boys. No one knew. Uh, well, look at the look, look at the scrum offs. Maunder, Maunder, and Townsend. Mm. And nobody knew who these lads were. And they Johnny are, Hill. Uh, abs- yeah, Johnny abs- Hill. Uh, Steenson. Where yeah. did Johnny Hill come from? Gloucester. Mm. Was he starting? But he wasn't playing there. No, he, he never like, did, did yeah. anything at, at, at Gloucester. He is basically a. a um, an extra product, but just in case there's some noise out there who wants to, you know, no. <laughs> so that's just like incredible, very good talent ID. But now they're doing the talent ID on a much smaller budget. Yeah, basically, mm. basically. Yeah, I wonder what's in the extra academy, which are which are going to bring through because a load of those guys we named were extra academy, and yeah, they might have a small budget, but a smaller budget. But you know, you look at people like. Uh, like Woodburn and Devoto, well, they got those lads pretty cheap from Bath because they didn't want them. Or what's his name, the captain Yendel? They got him from Cardiff University. How hard can that be? Mm. They, they were getting players from Cardiff Universities before it was cool. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So. Well, they've got a few good players uh, coming through uh, that were in that Premiership Rugby Cup. That that lad from that winger from I think he's Welsh winger from Wasps, Faye Waboso looks. What is it, Faye, Faye Waboso, what is it about? Welsh lads going to Exeter. What do they know about the Welsh system? Yeah, seems to be like their new hunting ground. Mm. Undervalued assets. And Pat, mm. Pat Schickling's gone from being like England's answer at tighthead to can't get anywhere near Exeter's first team. Is that because he's not qualified to play for England? Well, that's why he's not England's answer at tighthead till, oh, right, till okay. after the World Cup. But it doesn't explain why he's not even playing for Sale anymore. Now, if England were called for instance uh, for Exeter anymore, yeah, if England were called something like I don't know Spain, do you think that he'd have? Um, <laughs> You know, bigger consequences. He didn't actually play for England, did he? Oh, did he, he just, not? He just travelled. He trained. I thought he played. Did he, did he, not, did he not have a cap? No. I don't think he if does. He play, if, if he did play, it would, it would have been in a non-cap match. Maybe a Barbars game Bar-Bars or something game. like that. No, he mm. definitely hasn't played in a cap oh, game. I have got a feeling 
I'll, I will check while I'm pretty sure discuss. it all came to light before he actually played uh, he, d- he definitely tr- I'm sure he travelled oh, he, o- he travelled to Australia yeah I've got a feeling he's played you know and it should cost England a World Cup s- spot it's only fair <laughs> it wouldn't really matter to be honest no, but that, <laughs> yeah. that, that would actually interesting yeah he did play knew it in the Barbar's uncapped game. There you go. Cool oh, there you go. No home, no foul. Yeah, all the same. And uh, the final game we haven't yet mentioned in the Gallagher Premiership, Northampton put Bath to the sword. Um, yes. I saw, yeah. I saw the first half of this. This, um, so two teams that can run the ball, although a lot of the game was um, in relatively bad condition, so a lot of the tries came from... Uh, Driving malls, which ultimately Northampton did better than than Path. Um, I saw. Oh, I didn't see that try at all. I said this is a lie because somebody knocked it on. There was an incredible bit of play from Northampton for the opening try, which the, the was disallowed. Try. And the McAllister try was okay, but it wasn't the greatest try of all time. Uh, yeah, it was all right. The opening one. No, De Glanville, sorry, De Glanville. De Glanville, oh yeah, little interplay down the right-hand side. Yeah, yeah. it just confirms that Northampton can score a lot of points and Bath aren't, Bath aren't very good. And Tom De Glanville, some people think he was injured, he was actually just not prepared to play until his hair was exactly. perf- perfectly grown out and got through that annoying mid-length period. <laughs> lovely, lovely locks he's got. Yeah, not really much to say is there about Bath. No, it was, it was a poor quality game. Yeah, it was a disappointing game. Bath and just not that good. They, but you look at their team sheet and the Bath, Bath aren't surprisingly not good. But yeah. The, the trope with Bath, which we've dealt with this in previous podcasts, the trope with Bath is they've got so many great players. How are they not much better? They don't have so they, many great players. They really don't anymore. No. Um, may, maybe that was the problem. Like You got all the players, but they were playing the wrong format. So instead of keeping the players and changing the format... They kept the format and changed <laughs> yeah. the players. Yeah, like, look at their bench though. So a few a few years ago, Josh McNally was tearing up trees. Ben Spencer's on big money, I'd imagine, on the bench. No, Owen Farrell hates him. Oh, that is true. Um, Will Spencer was meant to be the answer to yeah. all of Leicester Leicester Tigers' physicality problems on the bench. Incorrect. Incorrect. Um, I don't know who I don't know who the rest of them are really. Yeah, Bath are a terribly constructed team. It's going to take a long time to turn around Bath. Yeah, is Van Graan the man? I'm not sure anyone is a man for a, few, a long while yet. Finn a Russell will sort it out. Finn Russell's Finn the man, Russell. just let him, let him, the man. Give him give him the whole team. Finn Russell is the piece of the puzzle that you need last, not first. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stress this enough. I mean, he must be paid so much because he, imagine him looking at a team sheet like, what, what do I do with this? Mind you, it's like, it's like playing for Scotland, I guess. No, come on. Finn Russell, Max Ajomo, Ollie Lawrence. Oh, yeah, of course. Now you're talking. Will Muir, Will Muir when he gets back. Yeah, but they've got, they need, do you know what they need? I know, I just said, it's just ballers. They need Etzebeth or, no, actually, do you know what? They don't need Etzebeth. That's a stupid thing to say. Because Sale tried it with Lou Diogo and we saw him seven times or something. Like, occasionally amazing, but it doesn't win you anything. I don't think Lou Diogo is responsible. Maybe he's responsible for winning one game. For £400,000, they got one game out of him. That's not it. So they need they need people like Harry Wells. That's, that, that's who you need. Or the other the, the other Visa who plays, plays at Sale. He, 
Oh, Johnny Hill. Johnny Hill's been a great signing. Yeah, Hill is a great signing, especially since he's been dropped from England. Yeah. So he's actually available. He's doing very well. That's the sort of signing that they need at Bath. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Schickling did tour to Australia, but did not play. Did not play. Do you know who the two uh, tight head props that played all three tests against Australia were? Sinclair must be one of them. No, he was rested. Oh, Will Stewart. He dropped... Will Stewart. Will Stewart and Trevor Davison? Nope. Will Stewart. That's a very left field one, Trevor Davison. Oh, he's been, he in, has he's been, he's in, been capped. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Will Collier? No, although he started in the Barbars game. Um, Har- not Harry Williams. Not Harry Williams. Hold on. Hold on. Who am I? Oh, Joe Hayes. Joe Hayes. Correct. Yes. Mm. I like Joe Hayes. Mm. Needs. Fun. Yeah. Fun. Needs a bit more experience. Problem is, I'm saying I like Joe Hayes. From now on, before you say you like a prop, just think about the French props. Yeah, just yeah. Temper your... Do you like? Do you like him as much as any of the first five on either side yeah. French props? Who are the first five French tight heads? Do you like them more? Do you like him? And we've seen the them all line? in this Six Nations Championship. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we've not even seen Demba Bamba in this yes, Six quite. Nations. Yeah, if he's, yeah, is he? Be- Demba, there you go. Demba Bamba is the benchmark. Are yeah, you, yeah. Are you above or below Demba Bamba? And Joe Hayes is below. Demba Bamba. Demba Bamba. Yes. There's an argument that Carl Sinclair aside, who has been better, every title prop is below Demba Bamba. Oh, 100% he is. Every English is one. English one. Yes. Carl yeah. um, Sinclair blows hot and cold, probably worse. I mean, some sometimes he is very, very, very good. Very good. Other times it's an absolute nightmare, and you just don't know what you, what 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 you're going to get with it. So, if you had a World Cup spot in your squad, and you could pick Demba Bamba or Carl Sinclair, who are you picking? Demba Bamba. So Carl Sinclair on that basis is below uh, France's fifth choice tight head prop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess, I guess. But I will say this: Carl Sinclair on his day is above him. Mm-hmm. But maybe you want a bit a, a bit more consistency. Yeah, is that like the um, one game in five? Ben Young's is the best scrum half in the world. Yes, it is. It's very similar. And that one game in five is usually against Australia. Yeah, and, yeah. Un- and unfortunately, on that day, Kyle Sinclair's the worst prop in the world. <laughs> so they balance themselves out really nice. Ying and Yang. Yeah. All right, how about this then? Um, grassroots. Sorry, oh, go just on. talk about tyre props and something which I thought about last podcast and I never mentioned it. England's player problems. Why do we have no players at the moment? Do you think it's because so many coaches in the development sp- sphere... Just think about themselves. They constantly navel gaze about everything, and they just don't. They're always talking about development and fun, and and they're tickling their own ego rather than actually getting on with the business of developing players. Because I just see so many. You go on Twitter. There's like a coaching Twitter, and they just can't help but talk about themselves. That's all they talk about, and it's infected all the all the all the, the private schools, and they just aren't producing the players that they need. Hmm. But is so I can I understand that is a problem at a level of rugby coaching. Is it a problem at Premiership level, or is no, it the fact that they're they getting, getting the no, no ammunition? Yeah, where where are these kids coming from? Well, th- that that isn't that I would I would can pass out that it doesn't mean that the coaches are thinking of themselves. But I would say that rugby has an issue with uh, it's getting played in fewer. No, it's this sort of like this professional coach complex, right? And it's really hard to describe, but they constantly are arguing among themselves about what is best for kids, what should be a session, should it be fun, here's some, here's some groovy new way to ask questions. And they just get so lost within their own cleverness. I think they lose sight of the fact that they're there to play rugby. 
Uh, no, no, we're going to play a version of the ball which involves a tennis ball and no scoring. And it's going to be about personal development for eight hours and it, we're just going to have fun. And somehow that will translate in, into rugby. And actually, they're not, they're not playing rugby. And anyone who does dare to play rugby is scalded. And they'll say things like, well, do you not think you need to... No, that's right. If you ask questions as a parent or someone like that, they'll say things like, do you not think that you need to be more informed? Or do you not think you should... Uh, like, this is actually something a, a famous sports scientist said to me. Can you just show some deference to people that work in the area, please? Like, no, no, I can't, because you're all mostly rubbish. <laughs> show very, some de- I love that. That is very deferential of you, Juby. Yeah. Can you please show some deference? Not, 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 this is why you should show some deference. <laughs> we work here. We work here. We're experts. Show some deference. Speak, speaking of English tattered props, the, the graveyard for talented young English Tighted props, particularly Northampton Saints. has been Northampton Saints. They actually <laughs> yeah. they actually scrimmaged pretty well on Friday. Did, yeah. and I thought Alfie Petch against Beno Abano, yep. who Beno Abano had he scrimmaged really well against was it Bristol? Yeah, when he came back. Yeah, or it might have been a different game. But yeah, I, I thought Northampton scrum actually went remarkably. Both, both Paul Hill and Petch did well. In Is that. there anyone that we're missing out? England tighted. Like, is it? Like a Jake Woolmore or a... If if Fraser Balmain hadn't got injured, I'd have been calling him for him to be in the England squad. Yeah, it wouldn't have been a bad shout. Jamal. Jamal Ford Jamal. Robinson. Yeah, get him in. Yeah. Um, Paul Hill. Nick Shonnet. Nick Shonnet, yeah. yeah. Nick he scrimmaged well against um, Saracens last weekend. I'm going to make a list of all the English titans. There must be so many more than we're, than we're thinking of. They're all below the bamber line. The Bambaline. Yes. Um, they might not be. Will Collier? They no, might not be if you give them a chance. So much like West Park St. Helens show, sh- showed us on the weekend, uh, if you give lads a chance, you don't know what, what they will do. And th- this is... Why don't we just get an England game every weekend then and give everyone a chance? Yeah. yeah. I, there, there was something to that. Because we're in a position where, we, as we spoke around the last pod, our the four scrum halves who are going to be who are the talented, up-and-coming... They, they should be the future. Randall Quirk, JVP Mitchell. Are not the future because none of them have ever played for England because yeah. Eddie Jones retained Ben Youngs indefinitely. Would, would Francis be playing for England if he, if, if he was true to his nationality? <sighs> Tommy Donny. No, Tommy he wouldn't. Tommy. He wouldn't. I, I think you're right, he wouldn't. And that's kind of the point, isn't it? Like, you give someone an opportunity. What well, would Chris Harris be playing for England? No, nope. no, nope. he's pretty good. Yeah, so like Lion. What? So, yeah, someone, someone in there will, will be. Good. But then it's it's the opportunity. So, and this is the England problem. This is the my Ferrari's clutch is too heavy problem. Mm. That Thomas Francis, if he'd have got the opportunity at England, he only would have played three games, and then you never would have seen him again. But yeah. the, it's only the fact that he's managed to amass 50 caps for Wales that meant he got he, to the he, level... He wasn't great he, in the first three of them, let's be honest, was he? First 30? Like, first 30, yeah. First 30, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's r- exactly that. Tackles none, runs none. Yeah. I mean, he still his stats, I often do look up. He makes... I, I bet his total metres, total metres he's made across 50-plus caps... I bet, it's less, I bet it's less than 100 metres in Tell, 50 games. The guy that I really like personally, really lovely bloke, who I've never heard of ever again, 
because he went back to Wales, he could play tight head, is, is Will Griff John. Mm. Like, he, he went through a stage of not missing a tackle for, I think, like three months. He did not miss a tackle. And Will's like, yeah, definitely come back to Cardiff Flutes. We'll definitely get a shout. I have no idea if he got his cap or not. And that was him. I've, I've never... I've never heard of him since. I've literally no idea if he plays or <laughs> if he's still at Cardiff. I've got no so idea. Cardiff in Northampton, tight prop graveyard. Uh, on the grassroots matters, got an email here from Aaron. Uh, nice one, Aaron. Contact tedchasers at gmail.com. Aaron. Love the pod, blah. Uh, this weekend, Plymouth Albion beat top of the table National Division 1 leaders, the Rams. Get it. Did they? 20, That's massive. 27-24 in an awesome game. It was a challenging and emotional game for all involved. Albion won by holding up a mall in the final play on our five-metre line. So Aaron's a, a Rams fan. Uh, the context of the game was special, focusing on a men's day out to help blokes discover old and new social bonds. Uh, he's given us a link to the charity. Sounds cool. They had a special kit for the occasion. Plymouth, Plymouth. and this is the point you made, Plymouth showed how to grow the game. I'd appreciate if you could uh, let me know what you think on this top down or bottom up in terms of how to approach people to rugby he was obviously impressed by Plymouth Albion mm-hmm. what they were doing so Albion are interesting um, I don't know if you know this but the guy who does their commercials is Chris Bentley Chris Bentley Bentos who I speak to most a, who on. was a professional rugby player and, and has always been a professional level concept, concept to rower <laughs> yeah and can still hang power snatch on like 80 kilograms, which is ridiculous. Hang power snatch? Snatch. What? Snatch. And he's like... I didn't even know that was a thing. Oh, of course it's a thing, but like... Of course it's a thing. Apparently you can rep for 80. I was like, what? what? That, that's that's seriously heavy. That's ridiculous. I mean, I could do... I don't know. 79. 79.9. <laughs> 26 or something like that. Anyway, on, on, a, on a good day. On, on a good day. No, that's, that, that's serious business. Serious yeah. business. Um... Yeah, so I talk about Albion fairly frequently. Uh, so yeah, it's good to um, good. To, that's an that's a remarkable win, actually. So the top three in 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 that division are Rams, Sale FC, and I think it is Cambridge with Roslyn Park somewhere in that mix. Now the word on the street is Roslyn Park like to get so far, but they don't want to get battered by by. Championship teams. So, like, yeah, we'll probably hold off now. And they'll probably beat everyone till the end of the season because they're not going to go up. So, Cambridge, um, Sale and Rams meant to be a level ahead of everyone else. So, it's, that's a hell of a it's win. Mad. Like, Rams, I, I used to play them when I, when I was at Newbury. They were they were a little club with an old clubhouse. Reading Engines, they used to be called. I've got a feeling. They've really done a good job there. I've got a feeling that they have something like 22 teams. Wow. They've got a huge amount of teams. I'm sure they run a fourth team and all sorts. I don't actually know, so I have to find, find out wow. find out about that. I'm sure they've got thriving sections at all sorts. What of do elements. you think uh, in terms of growing the game, quote unquote? Bottom up, top down. Bottom up. Having a great international England rugby team as the way to attract youngsters no. to the game, and then or, or bottom up growing the game in your community. I'm I'm minded to think that quite often the easy answer everyone thinks about is. I think the, the obviously obviously the answer is both. I think in an ideal world, rugby would be freely accessible on a commercial TV channel, free to air. Yeah. You want diversity of clubs, not diversity in clubs. Very very different, but diversity of clubs. You want clubs that serve their local community. And the worst situation you can have, right, is a bottom up approach with a top down strategy. 
And that is exactly what the RFU are trying to do. So they're like, oh, look, here's a template of how a, of how a, of how a, how a club should be. Register your players. Why don't you have a women's section? Why don't you have this section? Why do you have because maybe those sections in that club well, are not particularly the, important. The top-down GMS system. Like uh, uh, I'm sure, if anyone's got a kid in a rugby club or as a member, the the system of regist- registering yourself as a player, which you have to redo every single season, is. We we have one lad who couldn't play for three weeks because this GMS system just couldn't register him, and so legally we weren't. Yeah, the weren't GMS system is a disaster. It's, it is a disaster. The other thing that the council nodded through. Cheers, lads. Um, yeah, the whole thing. Yeah, so it's for me, it's definitely bottom up because you've got to get people into a club. You've got to get people excited to go, like to go and watch it. It's got to appeal to your local community. Uh, I always say this, but Didsbury as a club would be a disaster in um, in Oldham. And probably Oldham would be a disaster if it was in Didsbury. You've got to have clubs which represent the community. Yeah, but you need... And that can't come from Twickenham because they have no idea what they're doing. But equally, if at the same time you had um, international and premiership rugby all on, let's say, ITV or on an, or on whatever, Netflix, a Netflix version and you had it all available and you had things like good... Drive to Survive type documentary. It can't harm, can it? It can't. It can't harm it. And the two together as a pincer action is is the way to go. A really, yeah. a really good out, a, a really good place to take in the people that are attracted to the game by the top down model. It's not. It's yeah, not an either. I or. also don't think it's either or. I don't yeah. think it's like if the, if it's top down, you can't do bottom up. And if it's bottom up, you can't like you can't do. Top However, down. what I will what I will say is if you have the top down, so you you get the appetite by having, say, a brilliant national team or a great premiership that really attracts people. If you have the appetite for it and then they go to, as you say, a club which does not reflect the area, which does not have... which is just a poor product, mm. then that enthusiasm just dissipates Windles. away. Windles. Whereas, yeah. So if I had to pick one or the other, I'd go bottom up. 100%. 100%. But luckily we don't have to pick one or the other. We don't have to pick one or the other. Yeah. Especially if we get find people in two positions of, to, of influence. Correct, Tim Cocker, correct. <laughs> um, to, to end this pod, yeah. I've just looked up Thomas Francis's um, stats for just for this championship. Yeah. There have been four Wales games. He's only played three of them because of the Gatland okay. um, swings. So he's had ball in hand seven times. Do you want to guess how many metres made offloads, defenders beaten, right, and, and clean Z- Zero defenders meet, beaten or clear, clean breaks. I'm going to go for nine metres. How do you make nine metres off and, and zero offloads. Uh, maybe a soft, a passive defence or some sort of stuff. Yeah, soak tackles. Yeah. Okay, how many carries? So I'm going zero, zero, or zero, so he's nine metres. So he's had ball in hand seven times. Right, seven yeah. metres. Seven metres, average of one. So I can tell you, um, of those seven, uh, he has passed twice. Oh, nice. Good. Which gives him five carries. Of those five carries, no offloads, correct. Zero defenders beaten. And a grand total of zero metres made. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, my, my, I love Donny Tommy. So he's played 69 tests as well for Wales now. So wow. I, I think so I'd be interested to see this all played through. I'm Thomas not sure Francis could get to a ton. I'm not sure he Isn't will. Isn't that incredible? He, yeah. I'm not wow. sure. I'm not sure in 69 tests he will have made more than 100 metres with ball in hand. 
in those 69 tests. Old it does that in an afternoon. <laughs> Against the English. Wow. But what he does, he does well. He, he's not... Yeah. And this is the thing. This is the point that... <coughs> you can you can have your tight head prop do miss passes out the back and do all, all of this stuff and running 30-yard tries. If they can't hold up a scrum... They are irrelevant. They should not be playing international as a tight head prop. And he yeah. is an international tight head Trevor prop Davidson, he can do it. Trevor Davidson was, um, until I, th- I think he was quite a latecomer to professional rugby, and he was like a bricklayer or something mm. like that, wasn't he? he was like a, that, that's the kind of guy I want starting for England against mm. France. Uh, so, someone who's done a proper day's work. And there is something to that, you know. Like, there is something to getting a Gary Graham who wants who's going to be an electrician in, an, in a nuclear plant or whoever else it is, because they must, the appreciation to be there must be so much greater. Mm. So much greater. I mean, not that there's anything wrong with being an electrician, but when you've had a real job, like, I would they're, do they're, they're, they're low more than most rugby players. Yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> to take a pay cut from being an electrician in a, uh, <laughs> for the love of the game, for the love of the game is quite something. Like some of these academy guys, I just don't think they know that, how lucky that they are. Mm. Liam know, Williams. You know, pr- Scaff- yeah, scaffolder. Yeah. So private school, into academy, never played club club rugby, now getting world class coaching. And they sound they look like great rugby players. And often they, often they are, but I wonder if they have that extra five or ten percent that, that you need. Just just yeah. to finish the podcast, do you know who is above who would who would be above the bamba line? Ooh, no. Carl Ferns. Carl Ferns. Oh, yeah, now exactly. you're talking. Starting tighted prop for the World Cup final when England make it this year. Yeah. And we 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 shifted Andrew Sheridan. Yeah. Shift True. Carl Ferns. There's still time. Fernsy, really? what Absolutely. are you doing? Get it sorted. There's, there's a play. If I were Carl Ferns, well, yeah, no, I'd, I'd have a crack if I were Carl Ferns. Oh, What's he got to lose? Add five years to his career? Yeah. That's a lot of cash. Doesn't need it, though. <laughs> um, are there any fixtures next week? English Premiership fixtures? Uh, I hope not, <coughs> but I feel there might be. Uh no, it's there two, are not two weeks time. Uh, two yeah, weeks yeah. Time. So that's good. Yeah, good. We can right, focus. we can end this pod. We can focus. Yeah, let's end this pod. Thank you for listening. Yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rustoleum's new Custom Spray Five in One gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com.